Welcome to Grow Up, the audio show gracing your ears, hosted by me, Jacqueline, and me, Taylor. Now that we're grown, we reflect on growing up, glowing up, and look at different industries, ideas, and people that need to grow that F up. We're talking back and looking forward to a future that feels more like honey, led by people with a lot more heart. We serve up our pop culture analysis, real life talks, and future forecasts, making predictions based on trends, sometimes data, and always our intuition. We're here for a good time, so buckle up, and thanks for being a part of our community in the chaos. Let's get into this episode. What have you been hyperfixating on lately? <laughs> oh my gosh, Taylor, I'm not prepared for this question. Um... Oh, sorry. I just meant what, what, okay, what have you been thinking about lately? What's um, on your list? Okay, I have a thing. I hope I saved this TikTok because if not, then we're going to have to skip this whole thing. But the girl who's like, I'm wearing his boxers. Oh, have you yeah, heard this I've song? Yeah, it's like very popular on TikTok. Boxers, I'm being a good wife. We won't be together, but maybe the next life. But it's just an interesting song about like being a young person and being with like a partner or a friend. And at some point, at the end of the first verse, she says like savior complex. And I just think that's something a lot of women, and I think at like transitional times, young women go through is trying to figure out where they land, who their people are, not wanting to like disrespect or leave people behind. Also like in a people pleasery way, wanting to make sure everybody like feels good about interactions that they've had. I guess I'm just projecting. I at times have been like, (laughs) I hope everybody has only has good things to say about me and that it's only positive, only good vibes. And I think that that ties into like the savior complex thing. And I think it's cool to have a song like that on TikTok because I felt really down at times. It's also funny, like I'm so not in that place anymore. I thought that being like sad girl vibes maybe was just a personality trait of mine and I don't think it is. Yeah. I mean, I like to lean into the sad vibes. And sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Yeah. You have to. That's life. You have to. I was thinking about that too, just about being younger today because I read this article. One of the sub stacks I'm subscribed to. I need to subscribe to some. One that Justin was like surprised that I subscribed to the other day was uh, Kareem (laughs) Abdul-Jabbar's newsletter (laughs) on sub stack. I think he's a pretty cool guy. I think I listened to an interview Mm -hmm. of is. Have you seen Dave? Yes. He's in that one episode, you know? I'm sure I know, but I just can't remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> Dave, a little Dicky has that song. Yes. Called Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's a writer. He writes about politics and yes. pop culture. He literally, like, writes about what this podcast is about. Yeah. Like, what the heck? <laughs> so I should weird. subscribe to so, it. I love all his ideas and breakdowns on everything. It's amazing. Anyways, I was reading one. It was like, what is Gen Z actually wearing? Because we, like, mm. see all these trends go through mm-hmm. on TikTok and stuff. Basically, what they're wearing is what we thought was cool when we were in high school it's very much more skater it looked like zoomies everything is like you could probably buy it at zoomies right now what they're wearing well i've seen zoomies pop off on tiktok too and i'm like that's so funny because people working at like you know san diego zoomies making a tiktok account and then just posting what they all eat on their lunch break and what time they show up to work (laughs) and when i was in high school i worked at air and right next door was zoomies 
And I remember being like, oh, the hot boys work at Zoomies. So I was like, wait, do the hot boys still work at Zoomies? That surprised me. I think so. I mean, and all the cool people where there was some brand that I haven't heard of. And then it started with an A. Anyways, I looked it up and it was totally zoomy by like everything. One thing that this one girl said, she was like a 15 year old being interviewed. (laughs) Anyway, she said that Air Force Ones are for middle schoolers. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're in high school, you're wearing Converse now or top bands. Well, it's funny at the gym, I live right by college. So now that school's back, there's a lot more college bros at the gym and I am low-key triggered a little bit there was a reason I, I wouldn't, would be <laughs> I wouldn't go into the weight room Josh has lended me his knowledge but also sometimes I'm like I, I don't want to look like your girlfriend just fucking following you around it could go either way but seeing like all these young kids they're all wearing Converse <laughs> in Vans and I was like oh that's interesting I'm kind of surprised Converse are like cool again I'm over Converse personally as me too I just don't so think over they're comfortable. Um, no. Nope. I don't like the way they look on me. Even like the high top ones, they're like tight to your yeah. butt. I like chunkier shoes. Me too. So I was surprised by the Converse one. Yeah. But like other than that, it was pretty much a lot of athleisure. They wear a lot of athleisure. I was wondering, are like, girls in high school wearing like you wear biker shorts? School. I don't know if they wear biker shorts, but they wear leggings. Yeah. They probably wear some biker shorts. Yeah. Another yeah. thing. But it makes sense. I've been thinking about is... Newly, and that ties into close. Okay, let's hear. I'm a little peeved at newly. I don't think I'm somebody necessarily stuck to a certain size when it comes to my clothes. I don't feel any type of way about going like up, down. Usually in bottoms, I pick large or extra large because I'm just a girl who doesn't like any cheeks hanging out. And Mm -hmm. those are the sizes that I need. But in other things, tops, you know, I'm not busty. I'm a little bit smaller. I'm more of a small medium gal, you know. But with newly... I feel like it is never my size and it's always too small in a way that it's like, if I'm not a medium large at Newly and I'm a medium large in everything else, what are the girlies that are other sizes for me wearing? And if the sizes go up to extra large, there are women of a lot of different sizes and I just am feeling confused. Like this whole bag I just got, I don't think I can wear any of this stuff. That's happened to me once or twice. It sucks. But that's why I'll read the reviews Yeah, they have them. And it's a whole freaking research project, which yeah. I'm fine with because I love that you, shit, you, but... you are good about that. And I try I to... so much. And I try to see, like, what the people are saying. And I only saved stuff that had good reviews and good pictures because, like, I wasn't a picture gal until you told me you were a picture gal. I look at all the photos. I rent newly so often. I need to be one of the picture gals on the reviews. Okay. And just step in, you know? Yeah. I you should. Like, I feel like it's my duty at I this think point. about that. I told myself <laughs> I was going to be, but then I did it for, like, my first bag and then never did it again. Maybe I'll make it a little series on my Instagram. Little carousel post. Yeah. Every month. I mean, I but, like it when um, other people post it. I would love it when you post it. Yeah. I think that's more a testament, though, to the brands that Newly carries. But, I was like, thinking Newly that too. is also owned by the same parent company. So, really, that's my issue with fashion overall. This month, I got a blazer originally from Urban Outfitters. Mm-hmm. It's a, an oversized blazer, and I got it in a medium because I was like, okay, it's oversized. Mm-hmm. It literally looks like I'm swimming and it's, yeah. I'm like oversized. Yeah. Usually means one size over. Yeah. This Slouchy. is like four sizes over. Yeah. It's like at least a three XL. And it's like, who is and that for like then? Normal. Is it for someone who's 5'10"? Is it like a height yeah, thing or- maybe? 
I think it could be a height thing because, you know, all the models on there, of course, yeah. are like 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", while I'm I, over here, 5'2". Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a child, like a toddler. Like trying on your mom's oversized blazer. I was yeah. thinking about that, too, and I don't know that I really shop at these brands. This seems like an opportunity for me to, like, dip my toe in the water. Like, I've always liked free people. I followed them on Instagram, but usually when I see it, mm-hmm. I'm not in a position to buy it. It's so expensive. Yeah, and so... This seems like an opportunity to try different brands. And so maybe if you do shop Urban a lot or Anthropology brands or Free People, you would know your sizing more. So it could be that too, but... I could try to go off measurements mm-hmm. and reviews. But reviews are hard too. And photos are hard because yeah. weight sits so differently on people. Like I was reading a review today for an Amazon Skims dupe, Ooh, the okay. dress, the Skims dress mm-hmm. dupe. Two gals, same height, same weight. One bought a small one had to upsize to a large and I was like what yeah (laughs) people said it's a stretchy material so maybe it's based on the compressive list but I'm like okay that's difficult I didn't end up buying it but I am low-key debating it so I have something but this is switching directions okay there's some media and one note that I have to make about someone so I watched this documentary on Netflix called Our Father okay have you heard of it um no and I haven't seen it it's about this OBA gynecologist who was a leading expert fertility. in fertility treatment. I think I listened to a and podcast. IVS. Yep. Turns out he inseminated every single one of his patients with his own sperm. At the end, there was up to over 80 siblings. It is so and, fucked. Yeah. And it all came to light through like Ancestry.com yeah. or like 23andMe with their DNA. And so they didn't find out until these people are like in their 40s finding this out a lot of them and obviously ruining their whole world and they're all geographically in the same area Mm -hmm. they're like i could be related to everyone i have to have this conversation to my kids that be careful who you meet you Mm -hmm. need to really know who they are anyways my biggest takeaway from it though was that as of 2015 there was no law to protect against this what the uh, fuck as a woman honestly like that makes a short list of things that would be an absolute terror an absolute invasion trauma that you couldn't imagine because there's just so many layers to it there's the trusting of a medical professional there's seeking advice seeking help being so vulnerable when it comes to something like fertility it's just insane and i remember a couple of years ago andrew yang's wife actually came out and and she kind of spoke on a similar issue. She said that she went to a doctor who it was known he was making advances to his patients and that there was no protection for women when it came to something like this. And that's just crazy. It's weird because like in lawmaking, everything is so explicit, but it's like if people are mm-hmm. out there doing it. They literally couldn't go after him for anything. They finally found a loophole where he actually falsified some documents and they were able to go after him for that. but. Because you can only present relevant information to the case Mm -hmm. during the whole court hearing. Mm. So, like, they couldn't even really get into it. Finally, he's been paying settlements, but he's done zero jail time. He's 83 years old. The documentary itself, I don't like how it's, like, done because it doesn't, it has a lot of reenactments. It's like half lifetime film, half documentary. Yeah, that seems to be like a lot of the documentaries I'm seeing now. I feel like, yeah, half lifetime film, it like makes them seem like very cheesy and like it totally makes it seem less legitimate, I think. I agree. (laughs) Another crazy, crazy thing. This is relevant to the VMAs. 
Oh, I have a VMAs So, first too. of all, one of the categories this year was Best Metaverse Performance. Ew. <laughs> and I would like to say, if we're sitting around waiting for the Metaverse to happen, I'm here to tell it's you. It's already happening. It's here. Yeah. It's been here for a while. And one of the biggest things that I discovered that was jaw-dropping to me is that there was this rapper that was a computer generated only exists in the metaverse as an avatar rapper called fn mecca and was signed to capitol records and then dropped because they found out that the person behind the avatar is a black man the person behind it is not a black man so they were dropped from capitol records but on TikTok, this rapper has over 10 million followers. That's crazy. So like they I already have a job. following. To your point, it's already here. It's 10 not like million. We, it's not like, well, what if this guy actually got a record deal? It's like, well, he already has a following. Like in 2022, the record deal almost doesn't matter. People already know. And the thing with this rapper is right. like he was rapping about the American black experience. He was like using the N word yep. and the person behind this avatar is a white man. I think that mm -hmm. that kind of toes a dangerous line because it sanitizes what is still people's very real, very current experience. Right. And just gives another avenue for non-marginalized people to capitalize on marginalized people's yeah. experiences. My jaw dropped when I saw this video because I was like, what the fuck? It's so <laughs> First crazy. of all, I mean, it's got to be children mostly yeah. supporting this thing, I would imagine. Yeah. But this is why we need to pay attention to them because think of our experience growing up yeah. with technology. Our parents didn't know jack shit about chat roulette and yeah. all that stuff that and we a, were doing online. A lot of those things are just now coming to light. I don't know if you've been seeing these texts of people getting their phone hacked and it's like, your phone's been hacked, give me $250 and I'll give it back. But it's like once people have a money line to you, they will never give it back. In a way, no. that's just like traditional internet. But it still catches people off guard. You can still catch someone being vulnerable and take advantage. Oof. Even my own technical literacy is way behind, I think, than what some children have today. I totally agree. Like, I need to stay on top of it because... What the fuck is going to be popular when our kids are around? Yeah. I don't know. We need to be prepared. <laughs> they're, they're all going to have AI-generated rappers. Yes. What if this guy got awarded at the VMAs? Yeah. Best Metaverse performance. Yeah. It's already a category. Right? <laughs> and it's like how many other people are in that category. So it's like you could be known just for being new, just for being right mm -hmm. time, right place. Well, and they did have, it was like a lot of established artists, like Justin Bieber did like a show in the metaverse. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think like Paris Hilton has, this was like a couple years ago, but Travis Scott performed in Fortnite. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a metaverse, but it feels similar. <laughs> it's a, it is a metaverse right? within the metaverse. I wanted to touch on positive VMAs. Nicki Minaj was the woman of the evening, which I thought was fun. I love Nicki Minaj. She has a new song out. Was she like, the host? No, but she gets, I think it's like the Vanguard Award. I think it used to be called the Michael Jackson oh, yeah. Award. I don't know if it still carries the full name, but she was like the honoree yeah. of the evening. I think I was listening to her when I was like 14 and now I'm 28. So. Yeah. She dropped that super freaky girl and I'm yeah. so into that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessed. Um, I like it too. So good. Um, and then also Lizzo. I thought her performance was great. I loved her outfits. There was some cool conversation on TikTok about her outfits. 
I just wanted to put that out there. I saw her acceptance speech, and I loved mm. it. I watched her show she did, the Lizzo The Amazon show? The girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cried, like, the whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> so inspiring. <laughs> I need to... I think I only got through, like, the first, like, two or three episodes. It's really good. I gotta go back. Go ahead. This is kind of getting into our subject. Okay. Oh, unless you have something else. Go with I kind of had... I just had... I saw a meme today... What's here? ...on the Reductress... And it says, why I think men who scam are bad, but women who scam are actually really valid. Oh, that's funny. And I liked it. And it just kind of made me think that sometimes just to navigate a certain space, a woman's kind of got to be scamming, got to be scheming, or also just knowing that it can Mm -hmm. really benefit you to just have your eyes on. You're going out to a nightclub. You want to get yourself a free drink. Go ahead and scam, like scam your way through the night if you can. And it was just making me think sometimes a woman's got a scam in a man's world. There's been some situations going on in current events of some old stuffy men coming down on anyone like under the age of 50. (laughs) What do old white men do as they age? They grasp for straws. (laughs) Just anything. (laughs) Santa Marin? Yeah, I think so. Marin? So she's the PM of Finland, and she's 36 currently. I think she was, like, 34 when she got the job. And, yeah, if you guys haven't seen the video, just give it a quick Google because it's literally the most harmless video I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah, it's her at a party. The way people were talking about it, they were talking about the outrage, but I was like, just say what it is. And maybe maybe you can't. I don't know media rules, but it basically is her just, like, kind of drunk, it looks like, in an apartment. I guess it was posted on a private Instagram story. So kind of shitty that somebody saved the video and then sent it out. And yeah, it's like a little all over the place. And yeah, they're definitely having fun and whooping it up. I think she said it was boisterous at best, which I think is fair. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of outrage from conservatives in Finland, so much so that they said she needed to take a drug test. Mm -hmm. Which she agreed to. And she passed. she's a boss ass bitch. Yeah. Lord knows I would not want to take one. And I was like, you know, I'm sure maybe if she was on a different life trajectory and she was at that party, maybe she would be doing drugs. Maybe other people there were doing drugs. But I think that doesn't really matter because she's responsible for herself. She felt safe in her environment. She knew who she was with. She still says, like, those were my friends. It was a private moment. That's pretty much it. But, like, if you're the prime minister, kind of the thought is you would be responsible enough to pass and Mm -hmm. it seems like you know she stayed within the lines of what's needed as a prime minister yeah totally and she's first a person maybe not even second the prime minister but definitely first she's a person and it looked to me like any video any of us would post when they're hanging out with their friends and have music on you're dancing hanging out and she's 36 years old which I looked up because I was like, how young is that to be like a world leader? Turns out, I mean, it is on the younger side, but she's not the youngest. The current youngest world leader is a 26-year-old dude, and he's one of the captains regent of San Marino, which is a tiny independent state in northern Italy. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's like a decade younger than her. Yeah. You know, she's on the younger side, but... 
far as where that falls, it's not like the youngest. And then for some context, I did look up who was the youngest U.S. president when they got the job, and that was Teddy Roosevelt. He was 42. 36 to 42, not huge difference. Yeah. Like, if they were dating, you would be like, okay. You could say maybe similar as two people who are firmly not yet in their 30s. I would say Mm -hmm. 36 and 42 seem like a similar phase of life. They're like within eight years of each other, six years of each other, six years of each other. Eight years, you were right. 36 and 42. I was going to say... I did the same mistake. I was going to say six to eight years, and then I got myself so confused. I do think... I agreed with you, though. I was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) I do think one of the big differences, though, is that she's a woman leader, and that it's much easier for a man to criticize a woman. And I also think there's a bit of a generational aspect to it. Mm -hmm. I think as more millennials come online and more people who have kind of grown up in the age of the internet, this is going to become more common. There is like a bigger internet conversation to have about when are you a kid online versus like an adult online. But even an adult online, maybe you do something embarrassing. I don't know if this video is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. If I was her, honestly, I'd be embarrassed that like a video of me like dancing with my friends was like seen by everybody. 100%. I'm not sure if if that's how she feels. Maybe she's just like annoyed. I would be embarrassed. So I feel like best case scenario though, as we're getting older and as more millennials and young people are getting into hopefully like, you know, soon to be Gen Z, but just realistically millennials are coming into just kind of being known having positions of power, I think this is going to be a much more common thing. And it's interesting to see how we'll deal with it. Yeah, I really think it's a reckoning for us to figure out what are our expectations for leaders of the world. For a lot of the times, number one, it's been men Mm -hmm. has been the answer for a long time. And the US, it's been white men. And, like, what are the expectations we hold them to? I mean, we're seeing the idea of professionalism disintegrating throughout our generation and probably even more so with the next because we realize it means jack shit. It means being fake. It Mm -hmm. means putting on a show. Mm -hmm. And so what do we want from our world leaders? There is a level expectation of putting on a good face if you're the leader of something. That's for sure. I mean, I think she's handling this in a really badass way. Anytime she's been interviewed around it, she really stands her ground. She's Mm -hmm. direct. She's prepared Mm -hmm. to know what she wants to say. And she doesn't entertain it being an issue. And I think that's what I would expect from my world leaders and handling this sort of situation if it were to come up. To your initial point, too, it's totally double standards because I didn't pull a video of it, but I'm sure I could. Any video of any male world leader, think of like Obama. If we saw a little video of Obama dancing with his friends, we would be like, that guy's so relatable. Yeah. Like, love that guy. You know? I'm sure conservatives might feel differently, but I think that's, you know, uh, double standards and then different politics make you excuse different things about different people, which we've evidently seen very clearly here in the U.S. And I think, too, knowing that there will always be people who are giving you a hard time. And I do think the goal was to fluster her or kind of make her feel unsteady or uncertain. And to your point, Taylor, I think she's done a really good job every time she's talked about it. By a lot of other metrics, what else has been going on right now, like COVID, financial crisis, she is doing well by her people, and that should count more than like, 
a weekend blowing off steam. It Mm -hmm. did remind me too, just that this has come up in the U.S. before. I think it's going to continue to come up. And you said that it's kind of like an opportunity to see how we move forward and kind of how we choose to broach these topics. I remember a few years ago, a video came out with AOC. Again, it's like, you know, she was a young woman. I think there was a lot of references of her being a woman of color, actually, who was dancing. Like, oh, she was like so vivacious. She would be embarrassed that the video came out. I think it was literally like a college project. It was oh like my God. something <laughs> that was like so PG that she had done with a friend in college that was like music video-esque. I have had to do so many stupid fucking video book reports, music videos. Oh, yeah. I remember having a YouTube channel as soon as I could because it was the easiest way to make a video for a project. It's like, yeah, you could embarrass me, but it's like, why are we going out of our way to embarrass people? Like, get over it. That's why it's like the same people who say, like, cancel culture is so toxic are, like, the same people (laughs) that will perpetuate things like that. It, like, seriously drives me nuts. When they see it for something that's not their opinion, but can't apply the same lens to their own Mm -hmm. conduct, I'm just like, either you're dumb or you're doing this on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, I can't get over that. Yeah. It's like the awareness level. It makes me think of like that Spider-Man meme. Yeah. (laughs) I did want to ask, did you hear that there was a topless photo that came out that was leaked from the prime minister's party? No. Of her? No. And it's not of her. And it's like nothing worth gassing up. But I'm just like... How fun it is to just be, like, a sexually liberated Finnish person. It was, like, two of her friends. I guess they said it was the same party. It was not her. Mm -hmm. She's not in the photo. She might not have even been in the room. But even if she was, it's like, you know, they're just hanging out. I guess it was, like, two topless girls who were just hanging out. And I'm like, good on ya. If you're gonna have a party, have a party. for real. That's cute. There was a The Cut article that I read that was pretty good, if anybody cares. I do appreciate knowing this about her of like, oh, she's actually a human and not yeah. a, a perfect robot existing in our world. We need to have some grace for people because obviously a level of professionalism will always be required when you have that job. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're human. You're not going to have that job forever. And I like to see when someone's more well-rounded, if you can embrace being both things that people feel like you shouldn't, or that's one reason I love Alexandria Hunt, who is running for Congress. She's the OnlyFans Mm -hmm. gal. I think it's Philly is where she's at. And they, every year (laughs) they do like that naked bike ride. Oh yeah. (laughs) And she just posted that she was at it and she had shorts on and nipple covers. Oh, yeah. And she posted, they were like American flag nipple covers, I think. <laughs> but it's like a Philly tradition that she's participating yeah. in, in the city that she wants to represent. Yeah. How is that not cool? Yeah. I'm sure she's going to get roasted for it. But she's a badass for yeah. being able to be like, no, I can do this and that. I don't have to be fit your definitions of the black and white, what fits into this role. Needing and, to be one you know, thing. I th- I love it. It's so cool. That's how I feel about the Finnish PM, too. Yeah. I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to keep butchering it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Agreed. That makes me think, and I don't want to like tizzy out too much on this tangent, but just knowing that the people who are thinking of politicians as people who are like serving our community and thinking of them in that way as they're literally just people in our community. So if your community does like a naked mile bike ride or whatever it is, I feel like it does kind of make sense to kind of understand and know the culture of the people there. This makes me think of a lot of times, especially in the U.S. right now, like when people talk about the founding fathers and the constitution, it's like they were these stand up mortal beings almost godlike that we pledge to i mean i'm not trying to like spout any ideologies this is just my thoughts and beliefs but we just need to understand that we are all just people trying our best to navigate with the information that we have at the time and i feel like that's true now and that's true then and i just feel like in the u.s we talk so much about making america back to what it was but i just think we as people want to try and progress forward and that means understanding that we know more now than we did then and that that's a good thing i'm so with you it blows my mind when people can't grasp that but i think what it has to come down to is comfort yeah there's comfort in what's familiar and anything beyond that feels uncomfortable and scary and unknown but i don't know if they've looked around because those three things just describe life in general i know right now it's like what i'm looking at But I think to your point too, this leads positive when we start to understand that we're all just like people navigating and that I feel like the prime minister should be able to blow off steam with their friends. And I feel like a representative of a city should be able to partake in the traditions of the city. And it's like, we don't need to hold people who have been dead for a really long time on a pedestal and we don't need to hold people on a pedestal now. They didn't have time travel machines or an all scene. (laughs) I like they were just some 30 year old dudes that were tired of paying taxes to the British <laughs> yeah yeah right they were like we were able to live here so now it's ours how you fucking like so that you gotta pay me yeah so you gotta <laughs> pay me instead of drunk history we should just rewrite all of history yeah it should be yeah we got it it's history no I'm just <laughs> kidding I said that to my dad the other day, and he was like, what? Yeah. I'm joking. I'm saying it ironically. Ironically. You know, this was just like a couple days ago. It was like Women's Equality Day. Yes. And we were texting about it, and what, your work had like a panel discussion? Yeah. A woman leader that like inspired them or motivated them. To be honest, I don't really remember the prompt, but like we all kind of know what it is. Pick a woman leader. One of them picked Audrey Hepburn. And I just thought, you've got to be kidding me, dude. Like, she's not even alive. Hasn't been alive, I think, since (laughs) I've been alive. I think she died in the 90s. Sometimes I try and watch Audrey Hepburn movies, but I'm like, I can't handle this old movie. Like, sometimes I'm just not up for it. So it's like, yeah, sure, she's nice, but, like, different time and place. I could definitely relate when you were texting me all this because I've gone to so many women in construction events. I'm tired of going because they have the same conversation every single time. And I'm like, I can only hear this so much. And I honestly start to feel like nobody wants to have a real conversation of what actually is going to get more women in the workplace and more women in leadership roles. I agree with all of that. I don't have anything to add except to kind of tag off of it and say that women being in leadership roles is still new. Knowing that the work environment 
environment and like our day to day and how women interact and exist in like these corporate spaces and these like working spaces hasn't changed. It almost makes me want to like in a loving way, but like shake and be like, do you know that on TikTok there are girls talking about wearing crop tops to the office? Gen Z is taking their corporate internships and they're telling me I can wear crop tops to the office. And I'm really... I'm split. I feel like you guys aren't seeing each other. I was cleaning out my notes app today and I take so many random ass notes and like <laughs> some of them I was like, maybe I'll do like a post of like my random thoughts or whatever. Screenshot, you know, the trend is yeah. being very nonchalant on Instagram yeah. these days. But one of them I found, it was like a, at least a year ago and I said, I'm convinced that men didn't want women in the workplace because we realized how much easier it is to just go to work and not worry about any other shit dude yes (laughs) well and knowing that women in the workplace means that like women are doing all the other things and working i think that there is a Mm -hmm. total conversation to have about being a mom in the workplace and what it means to navigate like being a mom and raising kids child care it's a big conversation but i don't think it's the only conversation to have and it's also one that you know you and i don't have very much insight on so i'm gonna kind of refrain from taking that approach but even still there's a lot of stuff outside of work that i think falls on women that doesn't include mothering i think Mm -hmm. it was on the skim instagram today they were like the answer to equal partnership isn't a male partner doing more work outside It's not more yard work. It's more in-house, day-to-day, daily duties. It's picking up the duties that, you know, the stereotypically female partner is doing every day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many little things that just as women were conditioned to know to, like, pick up on and do and clean and, like, be aware of. And not only is that at home, I noticed that so much just in my workplace, which is probably like 90% male my workplace is and Mm -hmm. in the office I'm currently in and the last office I was in too has a full kitchen and they're considered field offices so like you know sometimes in a regular office you have an admin person dedicated to maintaining the office Mm -hmm. an office manager Mm -hmm. you know but since these are field offices we don't have that and what happens 90% of the time, if we don't have a cleaner, obviously I've forced them to like hire a cleaner in some certain situations. I'll do the dishes. I'm not cleaning the fucking toilet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Guys don't think about it because they don't do it in their own home. They also don't do it in the workplace. Yeah. And it kind of is like, well, the person who has the higher cleanliness level and prefers where they eat, drink, and commune to be cleaner is left to be the one cleaning it. And nine times mm-hmm. out of ten, that's going to be a woman. Yep. And uh, it's me. And uh, people, me. they literally, okay, I, I walked out of the bathroom. Somebody left a cabinet door open yeah. in the kitchen. And I was like, are there teenagers here? <laughs> and then they don't even rinse all the food down the drain that they put yeah, in Yeah, that's sink. really gross. I get it. You don't put it in the dishwasher. I let dishes stack up in my own house, yeah. so I get that aspect. But you don't even just rinse it all down the sink Yeah, for an extra 30 seconds. The spray, you could pull the handle off right there, do the yeah. little spray thing all around. You can't even give me that decency that I have your gross food chunks of who knows what the hell it is Yeah, that I have to rinse down the sink. And could I not do it? Sure. Will it ever get done? <laughs> No. No. Like, how, how long am I supposed to wait? 
I will. I can also, only wait so long. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I would also offer a story where I say, next time you think about helping or cleaning something, don't. Because I remember one time when I was working in Denver, something happened where the girl opened the freezer and someone had like put their drink in the freezer or whatever. And when it opened, things fell and it was like coffee, frozen food, you know, someone saran wrapped, whatever the fuck, like all over the ground. I don't Mm -hmm. know where this instinct comes from. I would kind of assume it comes from like restaurant life, but it's like figure out how you can be most helpful to your coworkers. And sometimes that means cleaning. And like, sometimes that means grabbing a mop. And so I was like, oh my God, like, where's the mop? I'm like, well, if the Mm -hmm. kitchen's here, there's got to be a utility closet, like right around the corner. I'm like, let's use our brains here, folks. Like, let's do this. And I think it it was a girl (laughs) actually who had knocked everything down on the ground. She definitely Mm -hmm. left me to clean it up by myself when I had initially offered to help her clean it up because there wasn't a cleaner person. I think they had somebody come like half days. Like they definitely had someone. There just wasn't a cleaner person there. And I think the girl Mm -hmm. and everybody else there just would have been really fine to just kind of leave it kind of as is. Maybe, like, push it to the side or put a sign up. And then just wait until tomorrow for somebody to clean it up. And that just boggled my mind. I feel like those people probably have never worked in the service industry. Yeah, likely not. It just drives me nuts after a certain time. I have. I've tested the limits. (laughs) And nobody ever does it. Nobody. There's a coffee pot that the beans sat in. The used beans grounds i let it go like two months and then i was like i can't let it go any longer i have to work in this room (laughs) i'm gonna be breathing in mold it's calling out to me (laughs) i was just like this is nobody's even looked at it a second time they never even noticed it wasn't even in their peripheral and i was like wow they've moved past it i I can't believe it (laughs) i can't either uh that's that's the end No, I was going to say, let's wrap it up because the other two things I have are going to be longer conversations. (laughs) I think I do want to continue it though, a little bit about female leaders in the next episode. So we'll be back folks. Part two, as we always do. I think rather than having parts, this podcast is just always a continued conversation. Basically. So you have to listen to every single episode to know what's going on. Or you miss out. It's very important. So stay on top of it, folks. Stay on top of it. Every other week. So every other Thursday. No excuses. None. And if you're like, oh my God, but we're missing them, we're missing them, then why aren't you signed up for the email list? Then why aren't you following us on Instagram at GrowUpPod? Then why aren't you following and subscribing on Spotify? Because on Spotify, you can even get really cool video episodes. Just do it, folks. Just do it. No excuses. <laughs> Thanks for listening, besties. You can follow us wherever you listen to podcasts or watch our special video episodes directly on Spotify. Oh, and make sure you're following our socials at growup.pod. Join our email list too to make sure you never miss an episode and to stay in the loop on all the cool stuff we're doing. You can find us online at growuppod.com. Remember, that's grow without the O. We do this all for you and just a little for us. So thank you so much for being part of our community in the chaos. We'll see you next week. Bye, Taylor. Bye, Jacqueline.